This is CliffCentral.com. I'm very happy to be sitting opposite two of South Africa's most famous and incredibly successful footballers, Teko Modise Spiwa Chabalala. How are you, gentlemen? Good evening, sir. It's good to see you both. And it's great to see you in an environment where obviously you're very comfortable. Both of you spend a lot of time in the footballing community, on the field. You're sitting here with a bunch of young men, though, today to do something very different. We know that we're in a country where there's a tremendous gender-based violence problem. We know that there are a lot of young men who grow up without fathers. We know that there are lots of these young men who are looking for role models and who idolize the two of you. Um, it's an incredible opportunity to be able to share with them your own insights and to be able to give them an environment where they can feel that they matter, that they've got self-esteem, that they can become the kinds of successes that you guys are. But why did you, why did you feel that you could make a difference here today? Teko? Um, I think, first of all, the biggest challenge that um, the young boys are having is... Everybody that gets successful in, in the hood, they always move out. So they don't come back actually to share their story. So these boys don't actually know how to actually or probably maybe have somebody that they can look up to or maybe even listen to their stories or get their stories as well. So most of the time, like, you you end up choosing anybody that you see around and that you think that it can be a role model because of now the success in the location, the definition of success in the location is very different. So... So now if you find a person that fly, drives a fresh car that stays in the location that's a successful person to you, then that automatically becomes a role model. What else? You, you, people that actually had to go through certain stuff to actually persevere and, and, uh, and, and make it in life, they don't come back to the world and come back actually share their story. So for us to get this opportunity to come here and share with the boys our stories as well, like you said earlier on, this is a place where we're very comfortable. We're from mm. Soweto. So for us to come back here and share stories with the boys actually from Soweto, it's, 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 a, it's an opportunity for us and we're happy to, to have it because I feel like also when me and Spear and probably maybe when we started, we never had an opportunity for guys that actually played before us to come and tell us what to expect. Mm. You know, in the game, and and for us to be here, I think it's 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 we we privilege and we own it. And Spiwa, you're also a dad, so now you're starting to think about the things that maybe you haven't thought of since you were a young man. Yeah, and 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 you're here around these young men, and in some way, you know, they're all looking for a dad as well to focus to role model on. Some of them may have fathers who are very much in their lives, but a lot of young men in this country grow up without that. Um, how does that make you feel in the in the context of this place? I think, um, you know, first one is to commend APSA for, you know, coming up with such a great, uh, worthy initiative, you know. Um, I think it's important to teach these youngsters at an early age, you know. Um, you know, I was grateful that um, I come from, um, you know, uh, a good family where I was raised by my, uh, both my parents, you know. And most of them, uh, you find that they, their fathers, they left them at an early age, but they managed to strive like, like Tiko. You know, so it's important for us as as uh, boys who started in 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 Soweto in the township who made it, and they're still humble to you know come back again and advise these youngsters because there are so many social ills that we face in in you know in the society, and it's important for for us to give our stories to to motivate them. Focus on the boy child because most of the time is you know girl child, girl yeah. child. There's teenage pregnancy. You know it's always girls, but who who make these girls pregnant? So this is is very you know um, 
educational and I'm, I'm looking ex- uh, you know, forward to, to the day. Well, it's interesting that in the workbook, which I looked through just now, they talk about things like self-esteem. I mean, Tego, you, you, you don't seem like someone who's ever struggled with self-esteem. You've got a huge <laughs> amount of confidence, and that obviously comes from your incredible athletic prowess. But were you ever a, a shy young man who didn't know your place, who wasn't sure of your identity, who was worried about rejection? Because a lot of these guys look at you and they go, he's bulletproof. He doesn't seem yeah. to have any of the problems I have. Um, I was a shy person when I grew up and I struggled fitting in because I moved around a lot around Soweto. So I was struggling to adjust because Soweto, as much as it, it's this big, it's very diverse with this very, very different cultures and different languages. And being born in Midlands in a, in a, in a place where only Tswana was spoken, yeah. moving to a land where Zulu is popular and speaking Zulu looks like you're cool. So I had to adjust to that, but for, for that to happen, I needed to study or learn how to speak Zulu for me to adjust to that. But, but what made me confident was the only, okay, the only time actually where I felt confident was when I was on the pitch. Mm. That's when I was playing football. That was the only place where I would feel confident. But other than that, I struggled a lot based on also how I grew up as well. So for me, my escape and my sanity was on the pitch. And that helped me a lot because of once you get exposed into that level, now you get people that actually don't know who you are, where you're coming from. They're telling you how you play. So also that actually boosts your ego just a bit. So from, from a young age, um, um, the only place where I felt like, you know, I fitted in and I belonged was on the pitch. But I can imagine these young boys or the ones that are actually not playing sport, what do they use to, 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 as their sanity, as a place of peace? Sometimes I was fortunate enough that I chose sport or sport chose me. And for them, you can imagine the challenges that they're facing. Some will probably maybe use drugs, some will probably use booze, or women for, for that matter. Mm-hmm. So some will use any escape for them too. So, so for us to be here is actually to try and make them understand there's so many ways that you can escape that because... The fatherless nation that we have, it's, it's not something that's going to change today or tomorrow. But yet again, we, we, we fail to have so many role models that actually come and do such initiative in, in, in the hood and actually try and encourage them as, as many, as, as many times as possible because we don't, we also don't, don't want to be, uh, programming these kids into a fact that for you to survive, you need to be in sports. You know, so there's so many things that you yeah. can use to survive. You know, I think the best thing that we can tell them is actually to focus on school. But yet again, you, 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 in so to most of the time, you're in an environment where school is not a priority because yeah. people that actually went to school, they end up chilling in the corners as well. So you end up finding, struggling to find that balance whether school is important or not because everybody that makes a little bit, they move out of Soweto. So we hardly have positive role models in Soweto. So we struggled as well as young boys. But then being given this opportunity to come here and actually let them understand that having a low self-esteem it's not a taboo. It happens, you know. Not that we're here because we're bulletproof. We had to also overcome our fears and overcome our low, uh, low self-esteem. So we used other different methods to overcome that. So I think it's important for, 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 for us to actually let them know that. Spiro, what, what kinds of things did you learn as, as a young man that, that you feel put you at, a, at an advantage going into life? Because there are, as Tego has just said, there's so many young men who grow up with bad role models, bad influences. They think that there's only one way out. And it seems to me like you kind of, if you're lucky, you, 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 you know, you're born to parents who have a better idea of what to do and maybe they're more resources and maybe they take more time with you because it is hard. It's, for a lot of parents, they're just trying to, to provide. That's number one. 
Um, is there stuff that you remember as a kid that you learned, and even later on when you were a teenager and then into adulthood, that your, that your father especially taught you? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, both my parents were, were very strict. And for me, they, you know, they were supportive since, since day one, you know, uh, since I was playing amateur football under 10s, you know, they would make time. And, uh, I remember even on their wedding day, you know, I had, I had to leave, uh, their wedding to go play a cup final and then finish and, and come back. I think they gave me the most, you know, you know important, uh, three things, um, which I needed as a young star. They gave me love, their time, you know, and support. And a lot of, uh, people, they grew up without that. They, they're missing that, you know. I mean, it, it's sad when you read, uh, such crazy stories that a 12 year old is pregnant, you know, um, these young boys, they, they don't go to school. You know, they, they, uh, either they're into drugs or they, they just, you know, turn criminals. And I think another factor is that we, we, we no longer have your, you know, uh, after school activities. You know, when you come back from school, you have four, maybe four hours. It's a lot of time. You know, you can, you can do so many things. But if we, we do have, um, programs where these kids, when they, you know, leave school, Either they do arts um, or they they um, they do whether it's training, but something that will keep them off the streets. And it mustn't keep them off the streets just for the sake of it or for for good publicity, but something that they will learn from it and you know they'll grow from it and they'll also you know um, help the young ones that are coming the next generations. I think that's that's the only way we we can change the society and the perception as well, you know, that um, it's fine. My father is not there, then I can do wrong things. You know, we, we should try and, and eradicate that, you know, even if a child doesn't have a parent. But they must feel safe. They must feel important, you know, in the society. But it starts with you as an individual, you know, the self-discipline, the belief, and the dream. You don't stop dreaming. Whatever you face, you don't stop dreaming. You, you just, you just, you can't just wake up. You know, the next day you're successful. You know, it's that somewhere. You don't give up. Take inspiration from the next person. Well, it's amazing to me that you, you guys have an, a unique ability here to get through to people because they look up to you in so many ways. But there's a lot of pressure attached to that. You know, you, mm. you kind of, they expect you to be perfect. Yeah. And nobody is. True. I mean, like, we all make mistakes. We all fall down. We yeah. all, all do things that sometimes are not the best example. Mm. Do you feel extra pressure to have to be those, those perfect role models all the time? Uh, personally, for me, I, not anymore. I used to feel pressure. I used to isolate myself and uh, being scared to live my life. Because and I was that's scared no way of, to live. Yeah, because I was scared to be judged. And then mm. once I realized uh, who I was and what I was, um, I started realizing that, you know, whatever I do, you know, whether I'm doing that or not, I'm still going to be judged anyway. So I might as well do the best that I can and, and, and appreciate life itself and appreciate, you know, the gift that was given to me, which was football at the time. So... Also, with my story as well, I didn't feel ashamed. I wrote a book about my story. I didn't feel ashamed because I wanted to share. And I wanted, I want people to understand also that going through all those things, it's human. 
you know right. it's it, what counts is how you come out of them you know and for me it's that was the message that I was trying to prove that you know even though you see me playing football like this like I, I had to go through certain things to actually make it to where I am and there's other people that they might not go through the same things but they need to understand that sometimes you know, achieving your dream might take a little bit longer, but once you have it, it's the most beautiful thing. For me, instead, I became a professional footballer when I was 25 in the PSO, and uh, yet I started very, very young, and mm. I had to move around also to get well, recognition. Well, you, you moved around, and every yeah. time you started a new team, you have to bond with those guys. Exactly. You have to reforge relationships. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's like going to a new school every it's, time. Exactly. So, so they need to understand that, you know, sometimes your dream might take a little bit longer. Just because somebody that is next to you, he achieved his a little bit earlier doesn't mean yours is not going to come. Yeah, and people, you, know? you can't compare yourself to other people. Hey? Yeah, but that's the I mean, challenge. If, if you guys do in football, it, it's going to kill you because yeah. you always, someone's always moving up and someone's always moving down. Of course. And, and you can't base your self-esteem on that stuff, yeah. right, Spiewe? How, how do you how do you feel about the, the responsibility of being a role model? Tego said he used to be very worried about what people thought and being judged, and then that changed. How about you? Yeah, I, I share the same sentiments with Tego. I mean, when when you start, you know, uh, being a professional player or being successful, you know, people love you, they, they look up to you, you know, you get so much attention, and and sometimes you can be overwhelmed by that, you know, and people tend to forget that you are human, you make mistakes. And as as well as an individual, you also put yourself under pressure and try to be perfect. You know, of which is, is not good. But as, as time goes on and then you become mature, then you realize that you're also human. You know, you make mistakes. And as much as you, you want to be perfect, you will not be perfect, you know. And the most important thing is to live. Uh, live be yourself and and people they follow that you know um when you make a mistake you acknowledge you raise your hand you take responsibility and you move on that's that's leadership because once you want to be perfect then that's no longer you you know you you're living a a, a life that uh, it's not you so people should appreciate should love you with your flaws well, gentlemen, uh, we love you with your flaws. The whole country loves you both. You continue to inspire us all. And I'm very glad that you could be part of this special day because I think for these young men, this is going to be life-changing. For some of them, it might mean a little more or a little less, but to have you here gives it enormous weight and credibility. So yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Thank Cliff. you. Thank you. This is CliffCentral.com.